Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today we are joined by a brand new special guest. Ooh, exciting. We have with us Miss Melanie. Hi. Hey, Melanie. Welcome. Welcome. To, welcome to the Micro Brew Review, everyone. This is episode 103. Not bad. I feel so old. I don't. I feel great. I'm not even 30 yet. I'm really looking forward to it. I like that you had to stretch while you did one day at the rock gym and suddenly you were really young powerful. and vibrant. <laughs> I feel great. So you don't need to join. Just once every 29 years, we'll do it for you. Well, I, I left feeling exhilarated and I'd like to keep that feeling. That's awesome. Did you join like a weekly club thing? Or? No. So, okay. A little background information. I went to a rock gym today uh, with, for the first time with a good friend of mine who I don't see nearly often enough. And a man, a man, or not. A, a, a male friend, a boyfriend, you could call it, but not in that <laughs> way. Um, and he had been discussing how he's kind of, he's back in town and he's, he's got some free time and he's looking to like to go to the gym and stuff, but he sucks at going to the gym like I do. Uh, so he was like, I really like rock climbing though. Or at least I think I remember liking rock climbing when I was a younger. So a younger. I, a younger, yes. <laughs> so I looked into it and uh, I found a couple places and I sent him some info and he was like, oh, wow, you went. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So the very next day we went and found ourselves a rock gym and we showed up. And for twenty five dollars, we were given an instructor whose name I've clearly forgotten, but I think it might have been Ben. He had an accent. Another guy. Which might have been Australian. He was very cool. He had a beard. I liked that. And um, we also got like the harness and we got to climb three different walls, which was fun each as part of our $25 fee. So do the walls get harder or easier? Because I can imagine that by the third one, your arms are So like here's the interesting thing. Ooh, tell us. Yeah, we're not talking about beer at all, <laughs> which is great. Well, it's not great, it's terrible. Uh, but climbing is based on a zero through five scale. Zero is like, eh, I'm walking down the street. It's like rapids it's when you're whitewater yes. rafting. But um, for, for anything up until five, basically, is kind of like, ah, you're not really climbing anything. If you fell, you just hit the ground. If you fall on a five, you'll fall and, you know, if you're not belayed in or attached to a rope or something, you're eventually going to hit the ground under you. Uh, generally from a further height. Good thing you know how to do a high fall so safely. Like a 5.0 <laughs> is pretty much like climbing a ladder where you're just like, I'm just walking up, do, 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 do. it's nice and easy. Uh, and then they have 5.10, which is weird. <laughs> Shouldn't that be 5.1? Which 5. is like 5.1, but it's 5.10. Okay. And that is generally accepted to be the most difficult climb. But since then they've developed like harder climbs. And so there's like this weird restructuring happening. Anyhow, we started off on a 5.4, and we both nailed it. Uh, and then we did another 5.4, and he was like, I want you guys to do something a little harder. And he's like, normally, we just stay in this area for beginners, but I want to do a 5.6, and there's a little overhang area over here. And the overhang killed us. <laughs> Were you like Tom Cruise at the beginning of Mission Impossible when he's free climbing in, like, the Grand Canyon or something? I was not nearly anything like that, <laughs> although I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, but there was a wall which was on a slight angle facing outward. So you're already using, or not outward, but backwards, I guess, if that makes sense to the listener. Uh, so you're climbing up and then you get to this overhang where you're just, you got to go straight back and then you got to climb higher and then you're up. And we both punked out on the overhang basically. Like we could get to 
the ledge to go back up. But by that point, both of our arms were just like wrecked. And I almost got it. But the arm I needed to use to pull higher was my right arm, which is not nearly as strong as my left arm. So it didn't work out, which was fine. But we had a great time. And then I think the guy kind of liked us because he brought us to a fourth wall and let us do that. And we both got about halfway up. And even though it was pretty easy, we were just like, I can't hold on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what, rock climbing, especially if you haven't done anything in a long time, is difficult. You're going to be hurting tomorrow. I'm going to feel great tomorrow. He's already hurting. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I couldn't tie my shoes afterwards. Like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't physically close my hands. Do they have a bouldering area? They do. I love bouldering. Yeah. It's basically rock, rock climbing without the ropes. And also from, like, three feet. <laughs> it's it's not higher. A, no, no, no. It's, it's not a complaint against it. You just don't need to be roped in, and they're not going to let you boulder at 12 feet because then you'll fall and break something. There was a place I went where the bouldering wall went up to about eight feet, and there were just a lot of pads underneath you. Well, the floor was exceptionally squishy, and all I could think was like, man, I would love to fight on this. Yeah. Sword fighting on this would be, like, I stepped on it, and I almost, like, tripped because it sunk so much below me, and I was like, wow. this is awesome. So, was, on to beer, folks. We I can talk more about I was going to call you stuff. out on a really wimpy pour for Melanie, so I'm glad you came around. Hey. <laughs> all right, we do have full beers here. We might as well finish them. And I will completely admit, I am a lightweight, Yay. so this will be very interesting. The more beer she drinks, the more fun it'll be. <laughs> nice. So, we are starting off with the same company that we started off with for last week's episode, um, with a twist. We are back to our Sierra Nevada's Beer Camp case, of which we've featured maybe six of their beers? Correct. We've done half the case so far. So this is ep the third episode. Excellent. And we have one more to go. But I picked Very cool. these because... Well, this one is their, uh, their collaboration with Cigar City, who made the, uh, the Belgian wit beer that we drank last week and was probably the best of the bunch. Clearly the best of the bunch. And so this has a very interesting... I don't know anything about it, really. But it's called their Yonderbach. I would love to know the number of times you have said that in the last 103 episodes. Probably every one of them. There's, well, I don't know a lot about old beer is the problem. Uh, it is a tropical Maybach. And I don't even know. 7% I think we came up with. Yonderbach blends a silky malt body with bright fruity hop aromas of guava, mango, and passion fruit from the use of cayenne or I'm sorry, of Calypso. Cayenne, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, right. That would be really exciting. <laughs> Azaka <laughs> and Experimental 366 hops as a nod to Cigar City's tropical locale. Because remember, they are from Tampa, Florida, which is why we featured them on our Dashing Rogue on the Road episode. So we should probably go back in case you guys weren't able to listen to our other two beer camp things uh, over the summer. There is a brewery on the West Coast called Sierra Nevada, which you've probably heard of. And they did this like beer across America tour where they went to all these different breweries and they collaborated on beers together. That's half right. Yes. Did they all come to them? So all the breweries came to them. In but then afterwards they did do the tour to right. like That's promote what it. Because I remember the yes. map with like the bus going all over the place yep. or whatever. Um, so they invited brewers from all of these other breweries to come to Sierra Nevada and brew beers with them. Uh, so this is one of 12. So the Yonderbach Tropical Maybach is a 7.7% lager. It should not be super bitter. It's 45 IBUs. 
And uh, I do like that on the front of the can, and it is a can because it's a Cigar City uh, collaboration, and Cigar City always does the cans. Uh, it says Sierra Nevada Brewing Company in Chico, California, and Miles River, North Carolina. So they're... Who always does cans? Cigar City. Oh, I guess they might. Yeah. Them and Oscar Blues, I guess. Yeah. And more. There, it's, it's picking up nicely. So, Melanie, dig in. All it's right. going to be different than most of the beers you've had in your life, I have a feeling. Haven't had many, so. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> chances are I'm not wrong. 7.7. That's what I, When I read Tropical Maybach, I didn't think it would be that high. I like the fruit. You can actually taste it. But without it being in your face. I like the fruit. I don't love the Maybach. Fair. I'm not generally a, it's a, a lager fan. Yeah. No, it's, it makes uh, sense. Uh, but I think the fruit kind of masks the Bach nicely. Yes. Um, it does have a, it has an appropriately passion fruit kind of color, I think, for the beer. I mean, it's not the color of passion fruit, but it's sort of like lager meets passion fruit. It's got a little rosé kind of <laughs> tinge to <laughs> rose. it. No, I I like it one sip in. I think it's pretty good. The first I w I will say I, I I wanted to put it down and be like I love this. Uh, I don't love it, love it, but I'm very I'm partial to it. I'm happy with it. That's nice. It is nice. I'm glad. I'm it's, glad too. It's not nearly as bitter as some of the other beers I've had, which makes sense since the other beers were kind of not all that. Well, good. lagers in general are not bitter, um, but then. I, I do think all of them did a great job here. On the side of each one of these beer camps, you'll see in the circle, mm -hmm. it tells you the IBUs. That's awesome. So a lot of nowadays... Bittering units. We won't go very bitter at all today. No. A lot of you should be well the double pleased. IPAs and stuff are all over 100 now. It's just... As they should be. God, I love it. I really <laughs> do. Like, bring on the hops and the bitter and... I don't know. Makes me happy. What are the chances that you remember that statistic I sent you this morning that I really wanted to talk about? Uh, 44 to 46% of 21 to 29 year olds. 21 to 27, but yes. 27. Uh, have never had a Budweiser. This is really exciting news That's for me. That is why Budweiser is doing away with their Clydesdales. I don't. I didn't know what you meant by that. They're yes. just getting rid of, they're going to put down the horses? They're going to turn <laughs> no. them into sausage? The... the Send them to the knackers? Never, never were they sausage, but okay. <laughs> um, well, that's what you would do with animals back in the day. You'd send them to the knackers, which were the sausage makers. It didn't matter if they were horses. People ate horse all the time. It was not. They'd be sent to the glue factory. Glue. I always heard the glue factory. Well, their hooves would. You don't that's, send the meat there. That's so you sad, eat the meat. though. What? The Clydesdales were the only part of the Budweiser I know, that right? I like. Well, what about the frogs? I, the frogs were pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but basically, thing. they, and this is not a fact that they are hiding. Uh, it's the CEO or president or someone who actually came out and went on record as saying this. They did a lot of research and they found this out and they realized that the Clydesdales are very classic. Mm -hmm. And so they are marketing to an older generation. And so in order to try to make themselves appeal to 21 to 27 year olds. Yes. I have a question. My, I hand, can't my hand is raised in the air. I have a question. Yes. So, when's the last time you saw a Sierra Nevada commercial, a Cigar City commercial, 
Sam Adams has been on Pandora a lot lately. I count them among the bigger. I do as They're well. They're like second tier of the big. But actually, do you know what the the commercial is? Them, I don't know if it's real or staged. Let's be honest. But them going out and interviewing people and saying, how many styles of beer do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? And most people say, you know, four or six, or they go over the Boston like Lager and the Sam Summer and whatever, and they have like 60 different kinds 60, of beers. Wow. They're trying to appeal to the craft beer. Channel. I actually remember hearing a bunch over the summer about their uh, their Sam Summer, and like it would come on, and I would be like, I also like this beer. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> which we won't, because I talk about it all the time, and it's not that good, but I love it. <laughs> so my question, hand raised in the air. Yes. Why don't you make better beer that 21 to 27-year-olds would want to drink instead of getting away with something classic? And let's be honest, a lot of the advertisements I see right now, a lot of the fashion trends, they're all going back to classics. Mm -hmm. You know, it's dress better. It's take care of yourself. Mustache wax and stuff. Palmades. They're back in Beards fashion now. Beards are in. It's Beards weirding are me great. out. I love it. It's not it. just that. Uh -huh. But it's weird. But everything's going back to classic. And so you're going to get rid of your classic instead of making a better beer? And it's going to sound weird, but I really wish I could, like, Budweiser beer because I kind of grew up down in Virginia right near Bush Gardens in Williamsburg and they have the Clydesdales housed there they have a stable there you can go in you can meet the Clydesdales Do they also the have the little puppy that likes to no, kiss that's the Clydesdales? No. That's like two years old. I wish but um you know I, I grew up I didn't know what Budweiser was at that age but I loved going to go see the horses so I found out it was Anheuser-Busch and everything and I, I wish you I, wanted to like it I, I wanted great. to like it because now, I grew up with the horses no I have not so you don't even know you might like it I and might not very bitter no one really serves it anymore I'm gonna say this Melanie because I don't want to now is it Budweiser straight up or is it any bud product I, I didn't like read the bud fine print counts, does bud line of count? the public it's fair yeah I just I, I just thought of that I I I'm going to say it's likely Budweiser and maybe Bud Light, but the, once you get into like Bud Light Lime and stuff, I think there has to be college kids. The percentage of them who've had it is probably likely. I don't know. College kids are better educated, and the more education you have, the more likely you are to make better choices. <laughs> All right. I say that like half tongue-in-cheek and half <laughs> yeah. serious. I'm not even sure if I meant that or not. Um, um, I am going to agree with Melanie to a degree i like budweiser the way i like coca-cola as part of the americana but i don't want to drink either of them like does that make okay. sense like i love the coca-cola polar bears and like the coca-cola yeah but it doesn't really make me want to go out and the, drink a coke but i don't want to drink a coke and i'm glad that they you know are, are born in the usa and everything else i'm i'm all for it i just don't want to drink a coke. i drank more soda this past summer than i probably did every year from, like combined every year from when I was 21 until this summer. I've never seen you drink a soda. I don't drink it because I can always drink beer instead. Like I don't go places for lunch if I can't have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of segues nicely into the next point of, of trivia information. Uh, the CDC has recently announced a, uh, an interesting fact. Where it's a center for disease control and not just something that stars in The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, they've, no, they've been very nationally present because of Ebola lately. Oh, that's true. Which is, you know, I thought Walking Dead when it first happened. I was like, ah, the CDC is involved. It's zombies. It wasn't, though. It was just Ebola. Whatever happened to that?
for that. Is it gone? I haven't heard anything about Ebola in a couple of days. Um, the nurse tested negative for it and last But the doctor died, right? The doctor so died. The doctor that died. Anyway, that's still, like, uplifting. Oh, Keep going. Okay, the CDC so we're not going to talk about Ebola. No. But the CDC <laughs> recently announced um, that heavy drinkers, of which are like in a special statistic for drinking, uh, which is generally like the hey, watch out, like, are not... They're not alcoholics. They're just heavy drinkers. So they've almost like added another level to like the drinking, where it's like I don't drink. When you're, you mean like when you go in for your yearly physical? And right. The they're like, says, how many how drinks, drinks do you have do in a, have week? a week? And it's like zero, one to three, three to five, and then five plus. When I answer that question, I usually get like the skeptical face, and then I retort with, I have a beer business, and they just sort of nod and shake their head and go, okay. And yeah. I just don't like down. that as five plus because five plus to me is like. Clearly, that's the bad answer. Like, if you ta if you circle this or like, you know, fill that in or whatever, my college, you you're in trouble. My college professor, who was like a father to me, walked me down the aisle, lived to 88, and had Parkinson's. Had an old fashioned well, every where do you night think you before got the dinner. Parkinson's mm -hmm. from theater. <laughs> no, no. Um, but sinks into your bones. Every night before dinner, he had an old fashioned. And it was awesome because his wife made it like perfectly. Well, she had 88 years to practice. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but the first time that Jason and I were over at dinner, they're like, "Would you like a cocktail before dinner? Because we have one every night." That's so awesome. It's like you are. He was all of like so four 1950s. foot ten, and yeah. But I was like, "This is. Uh, we're gonna go into the drawing room and we're gonna <laughs> enjoy our cocktail." Didn't have a cocktail. Yes. It was perfect. I was like, you know what? I don't care that my generation's supposed to live longer. 88 and living a damn full life still seems pretty great to me. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but that's seven. That's seven drinks a week. That you know, right. one a night just without trying. Him. Yep. And and actually, and I'm not gonna lie. We also weekends. had wine with dinner after our of free. Of course. Oh, I was gonna say. I bet he didn't stop at the one. No. <laughs> so no. That's 14. <laughs> and maybe they only had the wine because it was a special occasion. They had guests over. So I won't. You know. I don't know about that, but not only will I take the cocktail, but I'll make this a tradition at my house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So apparently the CDC has said that only one in 10 of heavy drinkers are actually, of binge drinkers, or like heavy to, heavy to binge drinkers are actually in the alcoholic category. Binge drinking has such a very negative connotation. But like binge drinking really is pretty much every Friday night for a lot of people. What about Thirsty Thursday? Tomorrow is the biggest drinking night of the year. Tomorrow well, is the biggest drinking night of the year. And do you know why? Because it's not religious. Because people hate their families. <laughs> it, it's a good day to work at a bar. It's a great yeah, day right. to work at a bar. Or get snowed into a bar. Yeah, work in a double. Not if you're Happy Edward. Thanksgiving to me. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll get, you, I'll get you a Wawa hoagie to <laughs> wash the town with. Oh, God, there's a story behind that one. Um, I, I was telling Shannon and Ian about how last Thanksgiving I spent it at home with my dog, and when I got hungry, I went to Wawa, and I got myself a gobbler, which is this turkey hoagie with stuffing and cranberry sauce, and that was how I celebrated my Thanksgiving. Shannon was like, this is blasphemy. But you you loved will it. never do this it was again. Not, it was not a sad Thanksgiving for you, right? No, it was awesome. She was very thankful for her Thanksgiving. I was, <laughs> of being left alone. <laughs> Sometimes that's all we need, a little time to ourselves. Yeah. And if we can only get it in a holiday, a holiday. when everyone else is busy, then 
I tried to get it today while I was getting my hair cut, but the, the woman would not give me peace. I just, I'm it's an a, extrovert. It's a tough line. I really am. But every once in a while, I just need that moment of, and, and that's what I really need. And you didn't get it. I had a rough, rough day at work, and I knew that it was going to be a rough day, which is why I scheduled my appointment. A relaxing. Yeah. I thought that it would be a really nice, like, hey, you worked hard today, kid. Why don't you sit down and let someone pamper you? On a positive note, though, your hair looks fantastic. Thank you. I think I like it. Well done. Yeah. That's, that's the benefits of having a girl on the podcast. <laughs> she, she can swoop in. You got in your and haircut? Do, yeah, right? <laughs> and colored, even. Much like you need to get. Oh. <laughs> Four o'clock tomorrow. Got myself a little appointment. I think I'm going it's, old school with it. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. What does that mean? Um... Not super, super short old school. Okay. I was like, you're going to take your own bowl and put it on your head? And let her <laughs> there, is, it. there was a time period when I was in Chicago. After this, we have to bring it back to beer because it's been far too long. Um, I was in Chicago doing a stage combat thing, and my hair was like, I look back at the photos from there, and I was like, my hair looked awesome. So I'm going to just show her a photo of that and be like, hey, can we do this again? That's perfect. What, what was awesome about it? It was more manageable and... Sure. No, like it just looked great. <laughs> You're not asking for a lot. Walking in. Well, I, w- I will also say real quick. I passed a shaving grace today. It oh, was nice. a half a mile from where I got my hair cut. I thought you should have just been with me. So I walked into my, my shop this morning to grab a cup of coffee before going about my, my errands. And one of my regulars was just like, your hair is amazing. I just want to run my fingers through it. And so I just like leaned my head down a little bit. And I was like, it's okay. You can go ahead. And she's like. It's like, it's like, she's like, and you, you still have all of it? You can't just say like, like any more times in the next five minutes. You're forbidden. But what if like... <laughs> no. <laughs> no fire. Anyhow, I laughed. And then I scheduled a haircut. You, you made some chicks weak. In the knees. But I'm shang. And not just hairdressers who are dying to get their hands on it. She's like, this has got to go. I'm going to say that this is a, perhaps even an advanced beer, because yes, it does have those flavors, but it has these flavors the way that Niagara Sauvignon Blanc has lychee. Like, it's not an in-your-face flavor. It is definitely, I'm not sure that I know the flavor of guava inside and out and could testify whether or not it's in there. I would pick up on the mango and the passion fruit. But it's so subtle. But um, it's very much that tropical, it's sweet, it's light. And it's really nice for sipping. Like, I've, I've my glass is almost entirely empty. You've been doing great over there. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Lightweight for the win. Well, it's going to end I up curled very, up on you guys' rug. I feel very neutral toward it. That's really? why I haven't talked a lot about beers, because I feel very neutral toward it. Well, it's not like a... I'm going to chug it because it's delicious, but it's also not a, I'm going to slide the cup away from me because it's... Well, it's also horrible. really not any... It's not a real style. It's clearly it's something It's very lagery. Um, and it's just not as welcoming to me as... I could see drinking this on like a hot Miami day. Sure. If I had like... If I had... W- the sun was beating down on me and there was a little sweat so there was like salt on my lips and then I this happened like Dexter and drinking this. I would be very happy with that I think that this would be better than most hot weather this isn't Presidente this isn't Corona this isn't Landshark this is like a very nice 
robust. And again, like you said, the flavors are very, not muted, but subtle. Yes. And so it still tastes like a beer. You're not drinking a fruit juice or... And for people who are craft beer skeptics because they want their beer to taste like beer, this would be a really interesting transition opportunity, I think. Yeah. Well, like I said with my first sip, like it was, I had that tropical fruit flavor right, right as soon as it was in my mouth. And I was like, oh, this is really, ah. And then it was very much, oh, I'm drinking beer. Yeah. And you almost need to take another sip so that you can remember that tropical flavor. But I don't know that I've ever had a lager that's 7.7%. No. So that's a really interesting mashup. It's almost like a imperial lager. I dare say you might have just invented a style there. But that's not that's not untrue. That's not untrue. I veto. Coin that before any beer company gets a hold of it. Yeah. Imperial lager. We know some brewers. Let's get on that. All in all, though, well done on both parts because this is not a typical Cigar City beer either. I mean, I said last week when I think Cigar City, I think dark. And the Belgian wit was obviously not dark, but it was well done. And then the tropical. I would like to bring a little more of their stuff on, actually, because I do like their stuff. I don't think we've, I mean, we've only had the two now. And this one is just the collaboration. They do some nice, like, porters and stuff. I think Jason would really enjoy Oh, yeah, more porters. That'd be really, really nice to drink more porters. Could Especially if it's the... Could be worse. Could be sweet potato stout. Oh, <laughs> well, speaking of sweet potato stout. Oh. I did that on purpose. Yeah, I know you did. But that's not next. <laughs> that's not next. We're finishing with that. Okay. Uh, so we are going to move along now. This is a, another beer camp. We're only doing beer camps tonight, just for the spoiler there. Uh, and this is Sierra Nevada with Allagash. Oh, Allagash. Very nice. Hey, you said something nice about the beer I chose. Uh, it's it's a Belgian-style pale ale. So I feel like it's Allagash White I couldn't meets West Coast hops. I don't know. <laughs> We're about to find out. But it's still not hoppy, right? What's the no, IBUs? No, it's, it's even less, actually. It's 38. Oh, wow. And it is 5.3, so this will be like our, our mildest, most accessible beer. This will be your evening. palate cleanser for the evening. All right. The sorbet of beers. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I wonder how they would uh, feel about putting that on their label. <laughs> well, if they do, I coined it first. Actually, I think this will be very interesting. Uh, this Belgian-style pale ale combines the best of our two breweries. Intense, piney citrus hop notes. Sounds great. Counterpoint, the complex fruity spice of Allagash's Belgian yeast. Well, Ooh. and I love coriander. Jason hates it, which is why I chose it for an episode he was not on. I think without having even opened, smelled, or tasted this beer from the description alone, I love that this beer is two great breweries just saying, hey, what do we both do really well? How can we make this into a single beer together? Cigar City makes a lot of great beers. I don't think they're known for their tropical fruit, whatever. Neither is Sierra Nevada. So this was, I feel like most of the other beer ones that we've done, or the beer camp ones, are like, hey, we're going to try something crazy. Right. This is saying, we both do these things very well. Your, your Belgian yeast is outstanding. You guys make great Belgian stuff. We do hops. So let's put this together. I'm really interested in this one because I'm a fan of good spices. So just the fact that, you know, the coriander is is blatant enough to even put on the label, I'm really interested in. 
Coriander is a very popular ingredient. And prominent flavor. In a lot of Belgian whites and triple sometimes. Triple sometimes. That's what I was thinking, but technically Belgian whites for sure Hefeweizen sometimes. Which I recognize Hefeweizen. I like Hefeweizen. The Hefeweizen. Oh, this is also called Myron's Walk, which I have no idea why. Myron could be a brewer or a person. I will tell you what, it is hard to open these beers because my forearms still hurt. <laughs> which I know makes me sound incredibly weak, which I am, but I'm working on getting stronger. And rock climbing is very hard. Rock climbing is very hard. You're basically you testing your own body weight into the air multiple aiming times. Aiming for a Melanie massage by the end of the night. I would not say <laughs> no to one, but I wouldn't say no to a massage. Hey, ever. I've been training. I with need massages. one too. No. With oh, you've been training physically. Physically, yes. You also in need of a massage. Yes. Well, let me let me go find Sadie Dog and see what you guys can feel. Do. My forearm. Do you see that? been working on my forearms specifically because oh. that's where your grip comes from oh I was that, like, well that's I, why my hands were like oh, i can't do anything anymore <laughs> it's because you have wimpy so forearms. what I, I know i'm working on it all right i thought all my sword fighting would help but not really not or really. if it did it's not enough well but the weight of a sword is not the same as the weight of your body yeah, but you're doing this like you're totally strengthening the whole time a lot it of wrist action really it good. smells fantastic it's i think we may have created a beer lover <laughs> i had hope when I said, would good. you like That's to be on like the podcast, fresh grapefruit. she like disclaimered the heck out of herself. Oh, I couldn't possibly. I mean, I mean, I would because you guys are nice and that would be fun, but I don't really like beer and I don't know how I feel about that. Do I have to talk? Yeah. And then you tempted me with dinner and I was like, I'm there. And then I didn't even have to cook dinner. So I was like, I'm there. Wait a minute. I got duped into this whole thing. <laughs> Gosh darn it. I like that you didn't even question it. I said. I did question it. I sent you a lot of angry texts about it. How am I really cooking dinner? Because I'm not. Just throwing that out there. I haven't even tasted it. I'm just stuck smelling it. Ooh. It almost smells more tropical than the first one. Though I yeah. also think I smell the Pacific Northwest. Is that a... I don't think you can smell that <laughs> as an entity. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about the hot varieties of the Pacific Northwest. Is that more accurate? Oh, I think I'll get a beard trim tomorrow, too. You rebel. That'd be great. I kind of like the smell more than I like the taste. Okay, tell us more. This, the smell is actually really citrusy, which makes sense because coriander kind of tastes like oranges. Um, There's also a variety of hops that are known for lending themselves to citrus flavors. Such as yeah. those West Coast piney citrus hops that are famous from Allagash or from Sierra Nevada. Jason's not listening. He would have hated that. Oh, that's neat. What not at it? all what I was expecting. It's almost like, yes, citrus, but not what not what my nose tells me it would be. It's yeah. it's like lime pith citrus. It's, it's not the orange that you're smelling. It's And there's no grapefruit, really. I'm not I got up. grapefruit. Really? Only on the first nose, though. Not as much on the second. I'm it's, actually getting more grapefruit. The more I smell. I started off smelling just straight orange, and now I'm getting the grapefruit. Way lighter in body than I was expecting. Just really? swallowing it, it's very watery. Mm. But doesn't have, doesn't have like a watery finish or anything. Like there's 
not the water flavor, but a water body. I like the smell of this one better than the first, but I like the, the taste of the first better than the second. I'd prefer, you know, to drink the first and have an air freshener <laughs> of the second. Yeah, I would, no, I would put an air freshener of this in my car. Totally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then hope you don't get pulled over at a DUI checkpoint. <laughs> yes. Alcohol doesn't smell like anything. Is that not how it works? No, no. that's not how it works. <laughs> Actually, we don't even have a counter argument. That was just, it failed. There's a lot of <laughs> I. It's resiny. Piney. What's that? Yeah, it's that pine mm -hmm. Simcoe, but it's a citrus Simcoe. Yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have that awful bitterness that I hate in Simcoe. Or the sweetness. Correct. I often associate resin with sugar. I feel most resiny Simcoe beers have a very sweeter IPA content. Makes sense. I Belgian kinda... style pale ale. I I buy it. That's all of the adjectives that make sense in this. Yeah. Huh. I kind of feel like a lot of a lot of um, beer makers that have a beer like this try to cover up the lack of another flavor with some random flavor that they've just decided to throw in. And this one, it's just they were like, let the scent and the actual beer itself stand on its own. I know plenty of beer lovers who would revel in this. Like, it really has all of the the characteristics from the smell to the flavor to mm. the, the body and the reasonable ABV that a good session beer drinker would be after. So this is very cool. It's called Myron's Walk because it is a collaboration honoring Myron Avery, who founded... I don't know if this is even possible or why it's possible, but he founded the Appalachian Trail, Ooh. which I believe starts in North Carolina, which is where Sierra Nevada's new brewery is. And right. it goes all the way up to Maine, which is where Allegash is. Allegash. That makes sense. So it is the... I like how there's like a five brain minutes trust. ago you said, <laughs> well, I, I don't know I what read that it, means. And now I know it. But I think that's very cool. Also, it goes... We've been talking a lot about how the big breweries on the West Coast are buying up lots of plots of land, uh, particularly in North Carolina. And I'm not exactly sure why I remember this specific moment, but I had to drive my dad to the eye doctor <laughs> like probably a year and a half ago. Non sequitur of the night goes to... But I had to wait for him to sit through the appointment and I had a Beer Advocate magazine and it was talking about how all these breweries were shifting to North Carolina. And so I read this, this big article about it in you know, Sierra Nevada and you know, all these places that were looking at real estate out there and why you know North Carolina had this they were the spot it's because they had the land they had the water they had the pricing there's like not a lot going on in North Carolina but if you want to build a brewery especially just as a you know we're gonna churn out beer and not it doesn't need to be a destination per se exactly but because so many of them are going there it's almost becoming a beer lovers destination which is kind of cool um, talking about the Carolinas, would you like to give a brief overview of our amazing exploits in South Dillon? of the border? <laughs> no, actually, oh, no? no, Dillon, South Carolina. Oh, Dillon. Where we went to the Mexican restaurant, <laughs> which was much better than South of the Border. Yes, so if El anyone has so driven the long stretch of 95 that spans from far, far longer than... From uh, Orlando than Myron North. Avery. Yeah, yep, uh, I have. You that have, sucks, yeah. yeah. 
So we drove from Philadelphia or outside of Philadelphia to Orlando, and it took us 16 hours. It took us let's 18 say. hours to get there because we went to Savannah on the way. Sure. But the way back, we went faster. Well, and we decided that we would only make necessary stops, but we would also make one meaningful stop so that we could actually like get out, stretch our legs, have an actual meal, tank up if we needed it. And so on the way down, we stopped in Savannah. And on the way back, uh, between North and South Carolina, there is this like crazy border town, I guess is what you can call it. <laughs> uh, and there is a big sombrero on top of a tower. Oh and for 130 miles I think is where you start seeing the first billboards yeah it says hey it's south of the border in 113 miles it is a complex of ridiculousness and it is tons of bizarre there's like arcades and bathrooms and restaurants and mini golf and motels and, and fireworks fireworks well there's fireworks everywhere down 95 except for in Pennsylvania <laughs> you go to Delaware the best part is both times shops. we passed it it was deserted. It was desolate. Like, yeah. it absolutely There's like looked three like cars in the parking lot. Like, I feel like they just had park. to pee. Yeah. There's a Ferris wheel. Yes. A uh, merry-go-round. It's a Ferris wheel on the border of the Carolinas is exactly what you wanted to see from up high. <laughs> I've actually been to South of the You've Border. You've been? I have. Is it great? I, I was not allowed to do anything. Why what? weren't you allowed to do anything? We stopped there for like 10 minutes so that everybody could get off the bus and stretch their legs. I was on the way to Paris Island. Oh. Yeah, so I wasn't, you know, it was literally get out, go to the bathroom, grab something quick from the gas station, and get back on the bus. There were three gas stations in there, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that was crazy. Hilarious. Well, we did not go to south of the border. Right, so on the way back, we were <laughs> looking for a place. Call. And I think it was south of the border that made us think, wow, we should really get some Mexican. Well, it's because we had the worst ever Chinese the night before. That was mm. pretty bad. Um, like, the worst ever. It It probably has the dirtiest bathrooms I've ever seen in my life. I'm not sure. Well, I'm a little shocked. San Francisco was the For worst bathroom right I had ever used in my life. Really? San Francisco? Just, yeah. Was it like a public restroom or? Yeah, it was a public restroom like on the pier and I, I don't, I mean it was 15 years ago now, but I just remember thinking this is, this is just nature calling and there's nothing else I can say about this, but otherwise I'm going to pretend that I'm not in a civilized country while I go use this bathroom. I've never been to San Francisco, but I was actually, it was during the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. I'd stopped off in the privy and I heard this woman just talking about how this was the most horrible privy she'd ever been in. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, go to Maryland where there's only no, porta potties. And then you will be like praising God that the there's even running we water here. From porta potties to flushable privies, you would have thought that we had arrived. <laughs> we really were royalty. We wanted everyone who came through the gates to know we now have flushable privies. That's the best thing ever to see at a Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I'm all about like retaining historical, but also we've come a long way since right. then, and we yeah. don't need to make everyone go through. The terrible thing. Well, and it's not an outhouse. It's still gonna just be a porta potty if you go in it. Right. You know, it's still yeah. a blue box. And it's <laughs> and baking. It's not it's the that's not the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, it's baking in the sun, and there's hand sanitizer outside. And there's it. Like, Ten thousand people using it. <laughs> yes, exactly. You try to fit a hoop skirt in one of those someday. Oh so, my god, that's the most horrible thing ever. Back to the story. <laughs> yes. We are driving, and we were in North Carolina, because we had just crossed the border. Now Dylan was in South Carolina. We were in South Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. All right. 
So we were like four miles from the border. Yeah, I think. Jason looked up on his phone the best places to. I love cell phones and technology because you can do stuff like this. And he found this place called Del Sol. Mm-hmm. And he the got an sun. address, and we plugged it in, and we drive there. We get off the highway and go into. <laughs> this is amazing. We, we just like. <laughs> We get off the highway and we drive and we pass a gas station full of used tires. <laughs> There's no like, gas, just used no, tires. No, it's just like a, oh like a wall God. of tires. Yes. Like, I haven't heard this story before. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yes, it's brand new. It's very recent. Oh. And then we drive and we keep driving and we keep driving and it's just like barren land and then we get to this town of Dillon, <laughs> which looks like maybe once upon a time was a thriving South Carolina community. And we kept Lots making... Lots of big buildings. There was like a courthouse and... And I think there was like a Everyone whole was at like the pizza three place. cop cars. It was Sunday afternoon in it the south. It was Sunday Keep afternoon. This in mind. It was very quiet. Big broad streets though. Like clearly they had planned ahead, and they're like it's going to be a boom town. And we drive, and we make this right onto the road that we were supposed to be on, and there was nothing. We drove back we and drove, forth on this stretch yeah, of and road. We could looking. not find it. So finally, we're like, all right. Clearly, this place doesn't exist. Let's <laughs> peace out. But this road will also connect us to 95, so we'll just stay on it. And we're driving along, and then we see, like, uh, a Domino's. Yeah. And I jokingly, I'm like, hey, we can go to Domino's. And right next to Domino's, like, almost attached to it, is this Mexican place called Del Sol. <laughs> and we're like, well, this is far too different. Like, this is not a coincidence. Uh-huh. This is clearly, we had the wrong address, or it's just wrong in... Google Maps. And Google Maps. Where nothing else is, yeah. there is Domino's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we passed McDonald's too, I think. Oh my God, that's so depressing. Jason says, when we park the car, make sure we can see it from the restaurant. Like this, <laughs> the town was just so desolate. And we kept making jokes about Dillon, Texas. Which Dillon, is, Texas. Um, Friday Night Lights. Takes place in Dillon, Texas. And it really felt a lot like It felt a little bit like that. Yeah. It sounds like the beginning portion. Have you ever seen the horror movie The Hills Have Eyes? Oh, is that the with like the uh, the southern hillbillies? Uh, yeah, the mutant people. The mutant hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah, and they at the beginning, they, this family like pulls into a gas station. There's nothing around. It's the last gas station for miles, and you're just like, really, you're in the middle of nowhere. Of course, something bad is gonna happen. Right. Really terrible. <laughs> we walked in the door, and it was. I mean, they're basically like children hanging it from was chandeliers. There were children <laughs> it was everywhere. It was Sunday afternoon, like right after church, and clearly, like the whole town of Dillon showed up to Del Sol. Everyone was dressed up beautifully. <laughs> yeah. Practically it's the first wearing time I their felt Sunday hats. And the best part is there is this like a mariachi music coming from the. And then everybody's got the thick southern accent. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to go there so badly I would, now. I would go back. It was amazing. And my favorite was the moment that she hands us the menus and she goes, so we have Coke products, y'all. And then I'm the, I open the menu and I just go. They're all Pepsi products. And I products. point to it and I'm like, Coke products? It's all Pepsi. And it's like Pepsi, Diet Pepsi. Sierra Mist. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the rest of them were. I stopped there. But I was just like, this is interesting. There was just something about eating a really damn fine Mexican burrito with a southern Well, twist. funny fact is in, in Texas at least, I don't know if it's all the south, but you order a Coke and that just means soda. <laughs> Not a joke. That's real life. And then they ask what kind you want. And then you say Sprite. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> it's 
So like in other places, they call it pop, and yeah. here you call it soda. In Texas, you call it Coke. Honest to goodness, I've been to Scotland, Ireland, England, Uganda, Germany. I was not afraid to open my mouth. I did not want to sound like a Yankee <laughs> in Dillon, Texas. You mean a on winner? A Sunday. <laughs> I was like, what can I get you to drink? I wanted an iced tea. I drink unsweetened iced teas. So I was not about to order unsweetened iced tea in Dillon. No, that's no. not something you do. Anyhow, the food was spectacular. We had a grand old time. We were filled up. Uh, so if you're at, for driving through the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, it wasn't that far off the road. It was basically like maybe four or five miles from south of the border, but it was real Mexican or like yeah. more real Mexican. It was good Mexican. Not that south of the border isn't. I don't know. I haven't eaten there, but I just try to stay away from tourist seeming crap. Well, also, I didn't want to go somewhere that looked like the beginning of a horror film because it was absolutely... <laughs> it would have made for a better story, though. <laughs> Talking here, I I'd be like, I lost my hand that day. <laughs> I think you'd do pretty well in a horror film, Shannon. I Not think me. you'd... Well, I mean, you might. Depends on where the swords are. Depends on who the girls are. Shannon would just be like, okay, you want to go? We'll go. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a horror film. So I would just follow the script. That's weird. Don't yeah. follow the script. The script gets you killed. Never follow the script in a horror film. Okay. All right. We Especially not as fear. a female. Yeah. That's Don't run true. Upstairs. That makes yes, a really big difference. Run out of the house instead. I'm just. I'm very jumpy in general, and horror as a genre is not the softest thing you could watch as a jumpy person. So. No. I. Uh, I used to have nightmares so much. I hated horror films until I was about seventeen. And literally, I, I would, you know, be watching TV and I'd flick past a portion of um, uh, one of the um, Jason movies and I would have nightmares for a week. And then when I hit 17, I was just like, oh, someone's getting chopped into tiny pieces. Nice. Sucks for them. I loved Unsolved Mysteries as a child. Oh, I thought yes. it was fantastic, except I didn't want to walk past any dark rooms after I watched it because I was sure something was going to get me. Something always grabs you out of a dark room. Ian, your brow is furrowed. Tell me more. Well, folks, we're back to talking about beer. <laughs> <laughs> and you look really He's disappointed so about it. Go figure. We've got our uh, final beer camp for the evening. It is the Tater Ridge. It is a Scottish ale brewed with sweet potatoes. Perfect for Thanksgiving. A combination of... <laughs> Thank you, uh, Melanie. I look less crazy now. <laughs> Sierra Nevada and Asheville Brewers Alliance. The Asheville, ABA. North Carolina? Oh, yeah. I think my people are from there. You're, I'm, I'm sure they might be. Uh, I've never heard of the Asheville Brewers Alliance, which I would like to learn more about them, actually. Whether or not I like this beer. But this is a uh, rich and malty Scottish ale, and it gets a kick from sweet potatoes, a North Carolina staple. I guess we missed out on them in Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> I should have ordered them in my burrito. Is that what you're telling me? Well, we were a little too far, too far south for the sweet potatoes to kick in. <laughs> if anyone could figure out a sweet potato burrito, that it would be it Dashing Rogue. Oh. Or us, yeah. Oh. That's what I meant. Dashing Rogue and Dillon do a... Well, we could do, a collab we could do <laughs> our Burritos Across America tour. That sounds delicious. Ooh. Although we should bring Jose's. All right. So 
This one clocks in at 35 IBUs. And 7% ABV. And 7% ABV. So since Melanie said she doesn't like bitter, we <laughs> really met that need tonight. I feel like we should have brought some just so she could be like, oh, this one's great. And we're like, oh, it's actually super bitter. We can have that off the record when this is over. Well, it's not like you guys don't have more. <laughs> We've got all the beer. True. Oh, my arms. <laughs> all this pouring. That tired out. Heavy 12-ounce bottle. The lifting of glasses lifting. to drink. As if you're complaining about getting to drink. So this color and, and actually everything about this beer so far. Beautiful. Entirely different. It's a rich, warm, brown, red, amber. It's the first one that really has head. It's, it's got nice head, which, you know, who can complain about that? I, I think it's telling. Because even the first beer, though, at 7.7%, still didn't have any head. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that could just be the Maybach. Maybach? That's the worst. <laughs> Maybach <laughs> style is not known for a... Hmm. Thoughts? On first sip, I'm pleased. I can't tell anything from the smell. No, it does, it not, does not smell have like a very no. fragrant. And again, I will say, sweet potatoes aren't my thing. It doesn't smell sweet potato. I didn't get a big sweet potato taste. It's sweet on the exhale, but it's not like barley wine viscosity kind of sweet. It's just, it's sweet, almost I like really a like fruit. This one. It's um, yeah, it's almost it's, like a pineapple-y kind of. Yeah, it's but not that. Mm, it's not even a fruit sweet. I don't, I don't know how much you know. Well, I mean, you would know a fantastic amount about cooking, but have you heard of umami? Yes. Yeah, it's basically the extra taste. The you other know, you one. Sour, the sweet, other white salty, <laughs> and one of them is umami, and it's just basically translates to delicious. And this is really good. I, I like this one a lot. Ian, am I redeemed for serving you a second sweet potato beer two weeks in a row? <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> Ooh, so before we started this podcast, I did uh, get a nice little preview of the beers we were going to drink this evening. And as we said last week, Shannon had a bit of a ban from choosing beers, <laughs> uh, which clearly she didn't follow through on, which is mostly my fault. I was lazy. She got it together. We're podcasting for you tonight. Hey, you but cooked dinner. That's right. Damn Don't it. help him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Darlin. He needs a lot of help. More I than so any of help. us can give. So I looked at the beer she brought out, and I said, you really, you just wanted to do last week's podcast again, didn't you? <laughs> and I will say City, that you have, you have redeemed yourself. Well, even a coriander beer, like a wit. You, yep. you pretty much did the same thing. Uh, you have redeemed yourself in that these beers were far superior to last week's. There was no coconut porter, sadly. If you could have done really, that, I, really don't. I would have been very pleased. I'm ready to swear off coconut porter for a little not. while. I am not. I'm going to keep drinking. I just want to keep finding them. I will find the one that works. I will find the brewer to make me a good one. I bet for Sasko. Lynn? For Lynn? Oh, Ooh, Sasko too. <gasps> Come on, guys. You, you guys Ooh. just need to get a beer brewing kit. No. And make her, no, we know people. I don't want to make That sounds like beer. a lot of work. <laughs> Every time someone says, oh, you do beer for a living, do you make it? No. God, no. There's like how science much time and math takes? and how. Oh. There's like journals with numbers on them. 
aren't you supposed to be like the professor or something and a able math to professor? do this stuff? He's a professor because he makes you learn things about beer. Mm. Which Miss Melanie? Which I knew. How'd that go for about, you tonight? So it's pretty good so far. I'm not sure how much of it I'll remember. That's but okay. You can listen to this anytime you want. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and all 102 other episodes That's there right. are. It's true. So I'm on all but one, and Ian's on all but like four. I I will admit, before I came here, I was at work. And we were basically empty. I, I, I'm a bartender, and the bar was completely empty today. So I downloaded one of the podcasts, and I listened to it, because I was like, I should probably know what I'm getting <laughs> myself into. Which one did you listen to? I don't even remember. But I was just like, I, was I better be good at cracking jokes. So. <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes down to. I saw one of the ones with, uh, I, well, I saw, I heard one of the ones with Liz. Stockholm so, Liz? Yeah. There you go. So I was like, that's a name I recognize. Down Giggity. Her first episode was Giggity. called Giggity. Oh, yeah. my God. So I don't get an overwhelming sweet potato flavor out of this. I don't no. either, and that's a good thing. I yeah. would drink a pint of this. I agree. It's my I favorite one of the I might even order a second one. Why uh, now? From this brewery you've never heard of in North Carolina, huh? Well, and I was I got to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm very judgy. I, surprise, I, you surprise. don't find that surprising. You don't find that surprising. <laughs> no. Our listeners probably don't find that surprising. But if this is the first one you're listening to, I'm very judgmental. And I like <laughs> I like to take things in stride. Self-awareness is important, So Sierra Ian. Nevada recently purchased a new brewery in North Carolina. Asheville Brewers Alliance or Association, whatever they are, Alliance. is clearly from North Carolina. It'd be a really good goodwill publicity stunt to say, hey, you guys are on our beer tour. Why don't y'all come on out? With our, the accent? Yes, with the accent, okay. because that makes them feel welcome. <laughs> Even if you hate their beer, and it can be like, it's okay, we can make this one work. It doesn't matter. Because you should do that. That's fostering good neighborly intent, and the beer community is all about good neighborly intent. Truly, I mean that. That was not sarcasm. It sounded a little bit that way, I thought. But, as I said, even before we drank this beer, I want to find out more about this collective. I don't know what I they mean, are. I mean, we know we love rehab. Yeah. Regional Harrisburg Brewers Home so Brewers I Association. I, I love fantastic. this beer. This is great. I Congratulations. I hope that this is like mostly them with a touch of Sierra Nevada being like, hey, we should Interestingly some hops in enough, there. Yeah. this Scottish ale, if that's I don't even like Scottish ales generally. Is that in quotation marks? No. It, it's, it's truly Scottish ale. I added the skeptical quotation marks just because. It has a better body than several of the porters and stouts we've had recently. Mm-hmm. Like the, I mean, even yeah. the full sale, which yes. I, I really like the flavor of the full sale, but it just didn't. It, it didn't, didn't taste it didn't like complete. a stout. It didn't finish for me. It. There's nothing worse than not finishing. <laughs> Touche, friend. Ain't that right? Everybody no vote. Comment. No. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a quiz. So. A Facebook quiz. I. What's I worse than not finishing? Something, something, or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Um, I like this one. I feel like you can't really taste There's the no D. <laughs> Everybody wins. Option D. Option oh my D. god. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> no, please. You were going to say something. Nope. I interrupt um, I so feel like you can't really taste the sweet potato, but I feel like it lends a sweetness 
to this that wasn't in the previous ones. Yes. Well, it's, and I do know Scottish ales pretty well. And yes, in that regard, you can tell there's a sweetener in it. Well, yeah, Scottish ales, Scotch ales, Scottish ales, whatever you want to call them, they don't generally come across to me as, as having that sweet tone. I think they're a good winter beer, but without being so heavy as a lot of other styles. This is the wee heavy. Yes. Which is nice. It sounds weird, but I could see this put with a dessert, like a sweet potato pie or a pumpkin roll or a chocolate cake. Maybe something that's very sweet because of the not-so-sweetness of this. Exactly. Because normally we kind of do it the other way around. We I try know, to do, I'm processing. I want the, we try to do lighter desserts, and then we pair them with really like heavy, dark, sweet beers. Exactly, and I feel like if you reversed I almost, it, this, I almost agree, this could though. be a... And you could get that kind of... Oh, I want to say like sweet potato pie, where you're still... It's, this is a vegetable, but... I, it's delicious. I could maybe see it with that dark corn syrup yeah. pecan pie kind of thing. I I don't like pecan pie, but... That's a lie. <laughs> I have found that the difference between every pecan pie I've ever had in my whole life and the one I had in Florida is that Sarah made it with dark corn syrup instead of light corn syrup, and it made all the difference in the flavor. I, I, could, hmm. I could see that. Hmm. I don't like dessert anymore. That's how I know I got old. <laughs> I just I stopped I like, liking dessert when I started drinking beer. Old. I like dark chocolate. I like salted caramel. I like you know dark chocolate and sea salt. I like these things, things all sound like dessert to me. Yeah, but that's but I want a bite or two. So once upon a time I had a little supper club and it was great and then it fizzled out. I'd like to start another one. Was that the thing that we did with the Game of Thrones yes. crew? Oh, that was good. Let's do that again. Yes. <laughs> um, but we had one dinner where it was at Avi's house. And for dessert, it was just like she had some really high-end chocolate bars. And we just kind of broke them up into little little squares. And it was nice to just have that little taste of chocolate at the end. And it wasn't like, hey, we're eating dessert. It was just like, hey, we're all sitting around. We're still having our like last glasses of wine, whatever it was. And some really nice salted caramel or like just mm-hmm. salted chocolates. And or coffee bites in there. So kind of like what happened at the last... Dashing Rogue event. Yes. With Case of Beer. Yes. Right. With uh, craft tastings. Yes. And He's amazing chocolate. An expert in chocolate and oh, beer pairing, which is, so just blows good. my mind because, yeah, that's there's so many different kinds of chocolate that you can. But we did meet someone else. We might, we might do our own collaboration podcast with another beer podcaster. That's true. I have Ooh. the business card actually sitting on my bed right now. Well, let's make that was, connection. We should yeah. do that. We should. I will totally admit that uh, the one chocolate he showed us that had um, rock ones. It it was the one that had the chilies. Oh, that was really and good. And pop my... rocks in it. Yeah. I totally searched for it through Google and found it and ordered a shit ton of it. Yes. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Can That's we be your awesome. new best friends? It that was so delicious. good. Oh. That's awesome. Well, that was really good. We also have a lot of Mad Elf. So much. If fun. anyone's interested. Oh. And now is the time, folks, because we've been getting more and more listener mail lately, and it makes me so very happy. You guys don't know. <laughs> Opening my email or Facebook messages and seeing messages from our listeners just brings me great joy. But we're probably three weeks out from our holiday podcast this 
year. So if you have Are we going to do it again? Are we going to do a Mad Elf podcast again? I think we should. We are going to do a holiday <laughs> podcast. I wish you guys could we see didn't do the one look last year. on Ian's face right now. I'm real happy his about His eyes it. are just bugging out of his head. It's really serious. <laughs> um, so excited. I just, I loved a lot about what we did with like the gift exchange and wearing goofy costumes. We got and wrecked. <laughs> yes, we got rickety, rickety, wrecked. We got rickety, rickety, wrecked. <laughs> yes. It um, happened. There will be Max a... Max fell asleep. <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. In the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Granted, it was um, more like a two-hour <laughs> drinking session with 11% beer. Oh. <laughs> Trivia, yeah. So all of that is coming back. It's, I just, I would love some input from our listeners on what they'd like to hear because us drinking Mad Elf for two hours is not always interesting and I get that. So please send us messages. Considering we've only done it once and it was very interesting, <laughs> I beg to differ. Please do it by December 10th. Yes. Thank and you now, guys for not picking any 11% alcohols for me tonight. To Next time, <laughs> all bets are off. They so... Ian. There's a dog bed in the other room. You can just crash. <laughs> Favorite beer of the night? It's uh, a tough call. I would say that they are all in the B-plus range. That's fair. Which is not an option in the A, C, D, or S You play the game wrong, so it doesn't matter. I don't play the game wrong. It's my game. How could I play it wrong? What do you think? Touche. Uh, <laughs> best beer of the night? I'm going to go with this last one. All right. Uh, the, the Tater... Tater Ridge. Ridge. I was going to say Tater Walk. I'm actually going to go three, one, two, which I never thought that I would put a Maybach ahead of like an Allagash Pale Ale. But I, I would really, go three, two, one. Yeah. I would go three, one, two. It. Melanie? Um, for smell, Myron's Walk. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you just walk around smelling beer? Oh my god! If well, who I says could, beer? I would. I smell all sorts of stuff. Tater oh. Ridge was a good balance, but the Yonderbach was just good overall. I could drink that all day during Thanksgiving just to escape from my family. So I would do that. If only that we had beer to send with you. Oh, we would. I love would you, you guys something? so much right now. Oh, <laughs> she is a lightweight, guys. <laughs> I'm very much right. lightweight. You, you guys knew this are my when you favorites. invited me. <laughs> so you can always find me. I'm on Twitter at Beer Mistress. I'm on Twitter at Dashing underscore Rogue. Are you I am not on Twitter. All That's right. Fine. I mean, <laughs> lots of people aren't. That's cool. Uh, we're at Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue and always online at DashingRogue.com. Please sign up for our mailing list. We've been giving away some coupons because the next two months are crazy full of beer pairing dinners, and we're Woo. really excited to share our love of beer with Pennsylvania. It's our holiday special. Maryland, Thanks New for Jersey. listening. Yeah. Thanks for being a part. You guys rock. So, until then, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And Melanie. See you next time.